All right, we ready? Curry, way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Ruben Garrick for the corner. Ankle breaker! KD! And it comes to Moses. That is incredible! LeBron James, a shot in history. He's back! Pull up a chair, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Amateur Athlete Podcast with Vaughn. On today's episode, we are talking with one of the NBL's rising superstars. Looking to make a massive impact on the upcoming 23-24 season with the Illawarra Hawks, he has his eyes set on bringing a championship to the Illawarra. I've seen firsthand how hard this guy works, and he is determined to help the Hawks soar back into the postseason. Playing out of Perth, WA, it's the guy with the mullet, number 11, Dan Greeter. Bro, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no worries. Anytime, Vaughn. Anytime. Before we get into the pod, the people want to know the, the, the big question. What's going on with the mullet? What's going on? Uh, I'll give you the uh, the origins to the mullet. So it was, I think it was 2021 when, you know, we all got COVID, like our whole team, uh, the, well, everyone, I guess. Uh, the NBL kind of shut down for a few weeks, um, basically when we were in lockdown. And me, Emmett Nuller and Isaac White were just kind of sitting around and talking about like, you know, we're going to go get a gonna have to get a haircut soon um <laughs> yeah and all the barbershops like shut and everything so we're just like man like, let's just cut our own hair and we ended up cutting like these mullet sort of things and we just kind of left it and then when the shops opened again we're like you know what let's go in and get them to like clean it up and everything so then we got <laughs> the actual elite mullets with the fades and and all the, that um, the whole real deal jazz. how good yeah that's it that's it so uh yeah isaac still kind of has his his is a different style to mine you know i've got the long long yeah. mullet he's just got like that kind of little scruff <laughs> at the back and then uh and no i saw him the other week he came along going to visit and he's still got it going too so oh, mate, um, it's meant to be eh? yeah it's lived on <laughs> it's lived on past any any time length we thought we were originally gonna have but yeah yeah it's been it's been bro fun. that's funny as i guess long time no see we used to like kind of running to each other at the gym most mornings until I yeah, yeah. decided to slack it off a bit. Actually, <laughs> for, for anyone who doesn't know, this guy is an absolute beast in the gym, aren't you, bro? Oh, I try, I try my best, bro. <laughs> I try my best. <laughs> we'll touch on your injuries a bit later, but mm-hmm. how's the body kind of feeling heading into the start of the season? Yeah, not too bad. I've been here for a few months now. Maybe I've been here since April, um, just kind of working with the coaches, working in the weight room, obviously, and yep. – uh, Still, because of all the injuries, uh, just mm-hmm. making sure I'm with my physio all the time. Um, body feels pretty good. I got some niggling hamstring stuff I'm still kind of dealing with, which is a little bit frustrating. But, like, you know, with all the injuries, like, stuff like this is bound to happen all the time. So yeah, for I've, sure. uh, I've actually just taken up yoga pretty seriously. They think that it can uh, really help me in preventing future injuries. And I've, I've dove all into it. Like, I've, I've loved it. So I do 100%. a one-hour session. One on one once a week, and then I do my own thing the other days. But I've been doing it every day and uh, feeling really good. So that's been a, a positive to come out of this preseason so far. How good, how good. Um, I guess kind of off the back of that, NBA Blitz is coming up. Are you looking forward to that or mm-hmm. are you going to be playing in that? Yeah, I'll be playing in that for sure. So we're in Gold Coast this year, which is yep. lovely. Um, cannot wait for that. Um, Great location. You know, I've had, I know, right? Um, I've had a a bunch of NBL blitzes now and you know they're always seen to be in Tasmania and Bendigo. No, nothing against those places at all like love them, <laughs> but uh the Gold Coast is yeah really a step step above and should be heaps of fun going and playing there in uh I think it's early or mid-September. Mate can't complain about the Gold Coast. Not at all. Um 
kind of want to go back to the beginning a little bit. So you were born in Perth. Tell us a little bit about growing up over there. Yeah, so growing up in Perth, yeah, I got awesome family life, two brothers and a sister. We all grew up playing basketball. So, yeah, can't complain at all about my upbringing over there in, in WA. I, I love it over there. And you know what? I still cannot get used to the uh, the sun setting over the mountains. This oh, way. here, no, yeah, yeah. The beach. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll never get used to it. I'm, I'm so used to the sun setting over the ocean. Um, so, yeah, we'll see if I can eventually figure that one out. But, Matt, uh, you'll be right. You'll yeah, get used um, to it. Yeah, that's the plan. But, yeah, started playing basketball at uh, my local club, Lakeside Lining. Mm-hmm. Growing up and kind of just played rep basketball. Rose through the ranks there, made state teams. Okay. And then, yeah, um, got a scholarship to the AIS. So I moved to Canberra for two years when I was 18 and then signed with the Hawkeys after that. And I've been here ever since. So this yeah, is my cool. sixth season with the Hawks. They were kind of my next questions, but go over them a little bit more. So yeah, I guess you growing up in Perth, I kind of grew up Western Sydney for a little bit. Then I moved down to the Illawarra. And it was kind of like, mm-hmm. always for me, it was like cricket in the summer, footy in the winter. I never really came across like any basketball leagues or associations. I wish I did because I I, I freaking like, I love basketball. But yeah. you kind of touched on it before you started at Lakeside. But what what age did you kind of start playing basketball? I guess. Uh so probably like maybe five or six. We we had like a program called uh, Little Dribblers at yep. Lakeside. So yep. you know it's kind of like they have the small hoops and run you around, do some drills, and that's how I started. Me and my cousins started playing together. Um, and I wanted to play AFL because AFL is everything in, in WA. Um, yeah, I was about to say, it's like a really like AFL, I guess, dominated city. Yeah, yeah it's an AFL <clears throat> uh, state for sure. So, yeah, yeah. really, I would always beg my mum to play that, but she wasn't having it. She didn't want me to get hurt, which is irony because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I keep getting hurt. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so eventually she was like, no, nah, like you're playing basketball and like first – First day I started playing, just loved it. And, uh, yeah, never stopped. Never played any other sports since then. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about it. So just yeah. love basketball since the start. Fabulous. So you kind of hear stories from NBL players and NBA players saying that, you know, coming through the ranks, they were always kind of, you know, people saying they're too small, they're not they're not good enough, they're not this, they're not that. This guy can't defend, this guy can't shoot. And now they're probably like one of the superstars in the league. For example, I watched the Steph Curry documentary not long ago and people yeah, cool. from the outset were like, you know, this guy's too small, this guy can't defend. But he knew from an early age he kind of had something different to showcase. I guess what I'm getting at is when did you know you were like talented at basketball and did you have any aspects of your game that, that kind of stood out from everyone else? Uh, I, When I was growing up, probably when I- I don't know what age it was, but when I like got into high school, that's probably when I started taking it really seriously. I started like watching the NBA a lot, and uh, and I yep. was always a huge Wildcats fan. So yep. going to the games and stuff, and I remember like talking to my parents and like I remember saying, "I'm like, man, like what? Like do these basketball players like do they have to do anything else? Like what do they yeah. just play basketball? We get paid for it?" And they're like, "No, nah, like these they just play basketball. Like, that's their full time job." And I like because that was the first time I kind of like thought of it as actually being like that's a job like you can do yeah, that. 100%, yeah and there was nothing else i had thought i wanted to do like so basketball was all i cared about so i was like man like i want to make this a job and just do this forever like or it's obviously as long as you can to yeah time, but like i want this to be like my profession so started taking it real seriously from then on and i don't know if i'd say like i've grown up i was like i was real good um mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't say there was one thing that, like stuck out that like yeah. I, knew I was like gonna be different or whatever, but I just loved it. Like I just loved it. I'd always uh like every day in high school I went and worked out before school on the court with whoever I could. Yeah. Um and my my grades absolutely suffered. I was sleeping <laughs> through class. Um uh yeah, because I had to get the bus to, to go work out in the morning. But uh it yeah. paid off in the end and yeah, it was kind of just that that drive to be a professional that uh that pushed me through the whole way. Yeah, cool. So you touched on playing at Lakeside. Has anyone else from from that club ever made NBA, MBL kind of thing, or are you the lone soldier? There's uh so there Liam Rush. He used yep. to play for the West Sydney Razorbacks and the Wildcats. He's yep. a Lakeside boy, and he's he's really mentored me through the years. You know, he uh even when I was a young kid, he was always talking to me, working me out and stuff, and I still talk to him to this day about everything so um i'm really grateful to him he's been huge like a huge influence to me and then there's there's me josh davey was a development player for the cans Titans last season we grew up down the road from each other so that was mm-hmm. really cool and then Corey shervel who is currently bouncing around trying to find a spot he was with the wildcats and then andrew ferguson he was a development player with the Wildcats, but now he plays professionally in Japan. And, and it's, it's, but that's it. That's all of us. So oh, it's good. really cool because me, me, Sherv, and uh, Berg are best mates and we're all the same age. So it's cool that that's like mad. three people, yeah, came up, came up through the same age group and, and uh, we're all best mates and still talk to each other and catch up all the time. To How good's that, so bro? How it's good's a really that? cool, cool thing. Yeah, definitely. You kind of touched on a little bit before about playing. Was it at the AIS in the state programs? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. no no doubt you would have been probably coming up against people with similar skill sets than you, probably like people your height or, or taller. I guess that was probably a, a step up from, from the previous leagues you played in. But how was it like mentally you kind of stepping up from those other leagues up to the AIS state league programs? Yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. So... I got to AIS and because before that I was just playing in the uh, NBL1 equivalent in Perth. It was called the SBL at that time. But then, yeah, I went to Canberra and was on a team with all the guys I'd played against in the national tournaments from all the other states. That was insane. So I kept practice. Like, I remember the first day or two just being like, man, like these guys are just so good. Like they're, they're really uh, like leaps and bounds ahead of anyone I've played against before. I was getting dunked on every practice all my shots were getting blocked i was like man like this is really hard um yeah but yeah as as i've always done like leaned into the work and just loved it and came out of there in a really good place and uh so good yeah the competition was amazing we played in the siebel which was the at the time it was the southeast australian basketball league so yep. just a step under the nbl um and it was kind of like melbourne's nbl one so we would fly out to melbourne every weekend and play them and yeah, got seen by a lot of teams, a lot of coaches, and that really, that really like kickstarted like the NBL stuff. So, like, yeah. you know, you start playing well in that, and coaches just start calling, um, agents start calling, you sign yep. with an agent, and then you sign with the team. So that's kind of how it happened to me. And yeah, super grateful that it was it was Illawarra. Yeah, I was about to say. So obviously, you just kind of mentioned it. That's where you were kind of spotted first by by the Hawks. Can you kind of remember? What was running through your head when you first put pen to paper on that contract? Were you thinking like, oh my God, like this is crazy. I'm now signing an NBL contract. 
Yeah, it was an absolute dream come true. And uh, I'm very fortunate I got a roster spot straight away because I didn't have to be a DP and not play and just train. I was straight on the roster. So it was a, uh, yeah, it was an amazing moment for me. Um, I was actually in Italy at the time with the, the AIS team. We're playing in, a, uh, in an NBA camp. And yeah, I was in the hotel and yeah, they sent through the contract and they were like, just print this out and sign it and you're on. And I was like, man, like and it, it, it had been like months in the making to yeah. the teams and figuring it all out. So it was uh, a huge relief to, you know, put pen to paper. And it was like, yeah, a moment I'll never forget. I'll, yeah, I look back on it very fondly. How good. So from signing your contract to getting that roster spot, do you remember how you were feeling kind of heading into your first... NBA game, uh, NBL game, sorry. I'm pretty sure it was 2018. Yeah. How are the nerves kind of leading up to the game? Because the NBL is kind of, I guess, mainly played at night. So it can be kind of a long day waiting around to, to make a debut. Yeah, it was a, uh, no, it was an awesome day. I was, I was super nervous, but it was good. You know, they put me in pretty early. I got a bucket, uh, relative, like maybe a minute in, in, which, you know, calms the nerves once you get oh, 100%. Like, okay, good. Like, um, I'm in this thing. Um, I think you scored. I think you scored. Sorry, I think you scored four points in that in that first yeah. game. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be right. I remember. I remember every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> and and this is a this is a really cool, really cool fun fact. Actually, was my first ever NBL game went into quadruple overtime. So oh, far out! It was like the longest NBL game ever. And uh, you know, I played. I think I played like thirteen minutes or something. And uh, there was a point in the fourth. Fourth overtime, guys would get like our main guys were getting fouled out and stuff. And I was like, man, I might have to, I might have to play. Like they might have to put me back in. I was so nervous. They didn't, they didn't end up getting me back in and we ended up losing by one. But, uh, oh, man. but I was so nervous. It was the fourth overtime. And at that point, I hadn't stepped onto the court for nearly an hour and 40 minutes. So I was like, wow. oh my God. Like, <laughs> what what a debut uh, to remember, like make you yeah, make exactly. your debut and go on to yeah. bloody quadruple overtime. Crazy. That was awesome. It was awesome. Then we flew to Perth the next day. So it was, oh, a, it was a hectic weekend. Hectic um, couple of days. Yeah. Who, who was the coach at the time? Was it was it Rob Beveridge? Yes, yeah, so it was Rob Beveridge. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you said you kind of got onto the court fairly early. What what was going through your head when when Rob kind of said hey mate come on let's go go check in what was going through your head were you like shit i'm actually about to step foot on on the court well i i was actually I was, it was good because we played a bunch of preseason games so i was pretty prepared that i yep. was gonna i knew i was gonna play um at, in that team the it was really cool actually like i would basically sub in at the same time every quarter and yep. sub out at the same time so i'd play like maybe 13 minutes a game over yep. that season and I always knew when I was going to get subbed in and subbed out. It didn't matter like how good of a game I was having or how bad of a game. I was always going to play in that amount of time. So and so prepared. it was really easy to prepare. Like I knew how long I had on the court. I knew when I was going to check in. So I knew I was getting in and I was pumped and I was just, you know, nervous energy. So I was just trying to use that the best I could and yeah, for sure. yeah, make an impact. Yeah. Pre-game rituals. Do you have any? Or do you know of someone in the team who's got a odd pre-game ritual? Well, I would, I, I, it's kind of changed. It changes a lot. You know, where I'm at right now is like, I used to always nap, but now it's like, if I'm tired, I'll have a nap. If I'm not tired, I won't. Like, I'll yeah. try and if it's not coming, I'm just chilling. I'll <laughs> do whatever else. You're I'm just cruising I'll through. Yeah. Um, but I always go for a walk. 
after I wake up from my nap or after I get up from just laying down, have a little bit of food. I usually watch some anime and then we'll go in and I'll get I'll coffee, everything, but yeah. uh, nothing too hectic. <laughs> there was one year when I, one year I listened to opera before the game. Opera. Uh, and yeah, like Pavarotti is my dad's uh, favorite. That's, <laughs> favorite music that's fantastic. Yeah, and it seemed to, you know, calm me down a little bit, but still it was really like, it wasn't like a sleepy, cal- I, I don't know, it's hard to explain. But it I'm just, like, just zone like, you in, bro, just zone you in. Yeah, exactly. So I might try to bring that back this year. <laughs> yeah, um, do it. But yeah, nothing nothing crazy, nothing yeah, super, sure. super superstitious or anything. Well, kind, let's kind of move on to your injuries now. So mm-hmm. it was, I guess, a pretty horror couple of years for you in, re- in regards to those injuries. I think your first major one was in 2020 where you completely ruptured your ACL. Um, do you remember how it happened? What were you doing at the time? And like, what were your kind of initial thoughts, uh, initial thoughts once, once it was confirmed that it it was a full rupture? Yeah, I just, uh, I was, I was at home in the off season training with my junior clubs, senior team and, uh, just doing a scrimmage and yeah, just, uh, drove to the hoop. Like my foot kind of slipped forward a bit and my knee just like, it felt like it went back in on itself. And yeah, straight away knew like, man, like that's that's different to like anything I've done before. I was in quite a bit of pain, uh, that first one. And, you know, got went to the hospital. They were telling me that it was uh more likely like a PCL sort of thing. So I was like I was like, Okay, that'd be sweet. Um, but then yeah, got the got the uh the scan and they called me and told me it was my, my ACL. So that was a that was a that was a pretty tough spot because I was off contract at the time so i was a free agent uh, um yep. the hawks were were in uh administration so they were the hawks were done like yeah after that season but you know we got new owners they came back with gorge that was when gorge took over and you yep. know, they re-signed me straight away to a to a new two-year deal so that was really good that took that was a big uh yeah weight off my shoulders after signing that one for um, sure yeah especially yeah, not, if- not fun to do it all yeah Oh, exactly, exactly. So then obviously you had the surgery, went well. You yep. did your rehab through Baymed, I'm guessing. Yeah. Was, yep. was that was that with, with Scotty? It was with John. With Johnny. He's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, but shout, yeah, he was awesome. Shout he out to awesome. John Calligan if he if he's listening. Yeah, shout out to Johnny. He's <laughs> and man. Scotty Mutton, he's a man too. Oh, of course, um, of course. can't forget Mutton. So how I guess how's the rehab rehab process? Because for me, I guess the kind of the the hardest part about being injured isn't really the rehab process because you kind of have that that drive to keep improving session by session. But having to sit on the sidelines and watch your team play now now that's pretty tough. So what was harder for you? Was it the rehab process or was it kind of having to sit on the sidelines and watch your team play while you were just sitting there injured? Yeah, that uh, that first year was a that first knee injury was a mixture of both. I was the rehab was was pretty tough. Like I, but it was good. I, I really pushed myself in that rehab and like found out like I could really, really like push myself and like through a lot of that pain and stuff. And yeah, it went pretty well. But yeah, sitting out sucked too because we were really good that year. But I did get to, I did make a return for the last, I think it was maybe 13 games of that season. We made a, a big playoff, a uh, big playoff push. Uh, that season was actually really fun. That was like my favorite. Favorite year of basketball ever, I think. We uh, we had to win eight of our last nine games to make the playoffs, and we yep. won eight in a row. 
and that was just like an amazing run you know like it was the most like unselfish basketball i've ever been a part of because we we're just so focused on winning after every game like in the locker room like everyone would be cheering like going crazy it was just it's like the most amazing environment to be in and yeah so that loved that year absolutely loved that year we ended up getting knocked out by the wildcats in the semis game three took it to three games and yeah got knocked out in Perth, which was you know what that was awesome too like playing in front of my friends and family and stuff in finals basketball like that was an amazing amazing moment so i, I love that even though we end up losing yeah it would have been awesome to to play back at home everything was yeah as you said everything was going great you, you played those last few games there into the finals and then tell us what happened kind of in in the pre-season of the of the 21-22 season yeah so i got uh i was actually signed to go playing uh queensland in the nbl1 in the off season just so you know keep playing make some more money and then i was going to come back here and you know go again with the hawks but yeah huge covid outbreak um got stuck in Wollongong, couldn't fly out so it was like a day like if I'd gone a day earlier, I would have made it and yep. been able to play, but yeah, didn't make it. So I was in Wollongong and I was the only like the only player uh really left here. I think AJ AJ Ogilvy was here for a little bit and then Lockie Dent, they were both here too. But then it was just me and then our current coach Jacob, Jackness, yep. but he was the assistant at the time. Um so yeah, got stuck here and that was a bit rough. I was really keen to keep like go to keep playing. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I had a long off season here, just working out and lifting weights every morning. That's kind of yeah, where I used to run to you all the time. Yeah, that's where um, we friggin' saw each other pretty much most yeah. mornings. Yeah, that was it. And then all the other Baymed boys, of course. So yeah. you know what? That was great because now I've got a great relationship with a lot of the guys out there. So uh Bro, that was funny, eh? like pretty cool. We used to actually you touched on Gorge before. I remember rocking up one morning to the gym. I think it was him and maybe Jacob was in there. Yeah. And I rocked up. Music blaring. Jacob must have been out of the gym doing something. And I walk in the gym and, and Gorge is in there just pumping the music. He's doing his bicep curls, just absolutely <laughs> loving life, getting into it. But, but yeah. yeah, as you said, like everyone in there kind of like getting to, you know, lift weights and have everyone around it. It was it was a pretty good time. No, nah, it was it was. It was in a in a pretty tough situation, you know, like that was a that was a little bright spark in my day. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, we'd we'd do that and then we'd go on court for hour, hour and a half. And then, you know, we'd be done by like ten AM. So yeah. and then I'd just kind of be doing whatever because everything was shut. So yeah. that was a long off season. And then the preseason started that next year and it was like maybe two weeks in. Dropped the basket, felt my knee twist the wrong way, and yeah. I'm like, man, I've I've done it again. So that one sucked. Like that was that was the toughest injury I've had because I was just so it hadn't I'd only played 13 games since yeah. I'd done it last time. And then this one, I was out for ages again. So that one was very tough. That's when I was like, man, like, why me? Like, I, I've done this already. Like, I got pretty pretty down bad for a while there. For a long time, actually. But then, yeah, I've and it's been documented. Like, the NBL have done a thing. Like, I, Jacob got me to go see a therapist. And, yeah, it really changed my outlook on everything um, yeah. after that season, um, which is really cool. And yeah, got through that one. And then before last season, you know, was coming back, gonna come in, hopefully play a full season. That's what I've been waiting for. And then I started doing a lot of soft tissue injuries. So I did, I did a groin and these groin ones were only minor. They were like, you know, two or three weeks out. So I did my left groin and then I did my left hammy and it wasn't too bad. 
And then as I was coming back, I tore it real bad. So I, I think it was like, I think Matt says it was like a grade, grade four, I had to get like PRP treatment. That was like a, it was like a three and a half month injury, um, which that really, that sucked because, you know, I've been waiting so long to play again. Yeah, for sure. And they're like, you know what, you got, you got another three and a half months, which was awful. So Let's got through that. Touch wood. Yeah. There's no more bloody, yeah. bloody injuries. <laughs> Mate, I know, I know. I've got to start, uh, you know, putting sage around my place or something. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get that <laughs> good energy, energy going. That's it. That's it. But um, yeah, that wasn't the end. The the hamstring. I was then I was all good. I was coming back, practicing, and then did my right groin. So that was <sighs> another few weeks. And then the coaches like like we came up with a plan. They're like, you need to get through ten practices without hurting yourself yep. and then you can play so i yep. was just like kicking off the practices but like the catch was like i wasn't allowed to practice back-to-back days okay so it ended up dragging out over a few weeks getting these yep. practices done but uh yeah got them all done and yeah made a return last season and i i don't quite know how many games i played but i played the last maybe 11 or 12 i think so that was awesome just getting back to the plan I've got your stats here. I'm pretty sure you had you're averaging 5.1 points a game at 44% shooting and 3.9 rebounds per game, which is pretty solid for yeah, for those 12, 13 games that you ended up playing. So, congrats to you for fighting through all that and coming back and having a solid end of the season. Yeah, thanks, Juan. Thank you. It was uh, it was it was weird. I had this. I was kind of on a minutes restriction at the start, just kind of checking in for a few minutes each game, trying to get my legs under me, like get back in the groove of things. But so many of our players got injured, so I kind of had no choice, and I had to start playing anymore. And yeah, yeah for sure. it was awesome. Um, loved it. So yeah, now I just yeah stayed here. I, I went home for a few months in the off season, but I've been back for ages, working out and uh, how good? Yeah, trying to trying to get real healthy for this season. Try and play a full twenty eight games, which would be unreal. Hey, so I got faith. I got go. faith. I got faith <laughs> Thank in you. you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I guess off the back of your successful return last season you were then included into the into the australian boomers squad for the asian cup qualifiers a chance to to represent your country is always something you can be proud of awesome achievement can you tell us a little bit about the experience and i think you're in there with teammate sam froling i'm pretty sure was in there with you wasn't he he uh he actually didn't go to that one because he oh i didn't go that one Ah, uh, that's but right. Mason yeah. Peatling, who's with yes. us now, and Todd Blanchfield, they yep. were both there too. So, tell us a bit about yeah, it. How no, was that it? That was uh, that was awesome. It was because I played, I played for the national team in two qualifiers before this, and so, but none since the injuries. So, to make this team after all the injuries was kind of like that. You know, like I'm, I'm getting back to where I was for all the. The surgeries and stuff so that it meant a lot to me i was uh super pumped when i yeah got the call up for that team and got to play with like one of my best mates reese vague he plays for southeast melbourne he's a he's a perth boy with each other for years so that was a, an awesome experience and anytime do, doing something with the national team is the best like that's the that's like the pinnacle for me yeah, like for that's, sure uh better than anything so if i can be involved in the national team in any capacity um, even these qualifiers, like I'll always put my hand up to do them. It's just the, the greatest environment from the coaches to the support staff, the physios, doctors, everyone. It's just, it's great. And the players, you know, you play against them all year, you battle all year, and then you come together at the end. And it's just, it's the most fun basketball ever. It's so unselfish. And, you know, playing for your country is the, yeah, the greatest thing I can think of. So I have an absolute blast. Yeah. 
Love that. Love that. All right, let's kind of have a little bit of fun to finish off the pod. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to fire off a few, few questions here and you have to kind of answer which teammate best fits that description. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Let's do it. Right. Most annoying. Sam Rollins for sure. It might (laughs) be just because he's my roommate. Um, and we've been living together for years, but yeah, and we were, we were together at the AIS too. So I've, I've been doing my uh, my time with with big froles over here. Right. So, yeah, definitely. That, that's understandable. H- hardest worker. Yeah, he's a pest. Hardest worker. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of us on our team. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say one single person because we all we've all been you know working our asses up all, all off season. So yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one yeah, ended. You can pick any. Of you're us. gonna we're, you're gonna, all you're gonna working really hard. Played the fifth on that one. Um, yeah, I will. I will for sure. <laughs> shooter. Who's a shooter? Well, you guys will know him very soon. His name's Hung Jung Lee. He's a Korean player that we just signed. And he was at the AIS in the NBA Global program. So yep. me, Wani, Sam and Hung Jung used to all play together back in the day. And he is the best shooter I've ever seen. So wow. you guys are yeah, get in for a treat. Mate, we can't wait. All right. What about handles? Uh, Davo. It's got to be Dave O'Hickey. Dave o. He's smooth, smooth as anything. I can put uh, Justin Robinson in there too. He's, yes. uh, his handles are insane. So, for sure. Yeah, look out for those two. Funniest bloke. Funniest bloke. Man, um, we had a bunch of funny plays. Man, let me think. I could nominate myself. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Let me think. Uh, man, Wani. Wani's hilarious. Wani is hilarious. Luke Gates, he's one of our new development players. He's funny as too. What about least like to room with on a road trip? Least like you to room with? Man, uh, you know what? I might this is, I might have to get Dave on a technicality for this because he never sleeps. He, so he that's never the sleeps. worst. He's, yeah, and I'm, I'm bad too. Like, I always think I'm not a great sleeper. But then, like, some mornings I'm talking to Dave, I'm like, Man, like I got, I got three more hours than you. Like it's uh, it's crazy. So yeah, probably have to be Davo by default. But uh, love you, Davo. My bad. Man, at least he's got the handles. That's does, that makes up does. for it. That makes up for it. That's it. All right, I'm gonna test you here. Well, not test you. I want I want you to name your NBA all time starting five. Do they have to be positions? So I have to do one at each position. Yeah, let's go position positional. Okay, let me think. And I, you know what? I'm gonna say this is. Is it was the question favorite or best? No, your all-time starting five. Okay, okay, man. Let me think. Okay, let me think of a point guard. I might put Westbrook in the point guard. I Russ. love. I just love watching Westbrook. I love how good is how he competes. So energetic. Uh, I love watching him play, and he's funny as like he's always doing something crazy. So yeah, I enjoy, for sure. I enjoy watching him. Um, in the two, gotta go, Kobe. Kobe's my favorite player of all 100%. time. Hundred percent. Idolize Kobe, rest in peace. He's a uh, he's, yeah, he's my favorite. Um, LeBron in the three. I yeah. You know, people always ask me like who my favorite team is, and I say like I'm always like man, like I don't really have a favorite team. I just watch whoever LeBron's playing for. Right? So <laughs> I guess LeBron, like he's I just love watching him play. He's the yeah so for sure. He's in the three. Um, in the four, man, four is a weird position to have a favorite player. Man, throw some fours at me, Vaughn. What about someone like Tim Duncan, Charles Barkley, all those guys like that? Oh, Dirk, Dirk, Dirk. 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 Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Can't forget 100%. Dirk. 100%. No, can't. And then uh, center. 
center. It's got to be Shaq, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, the big Shaq, big Shaq. That's a pretty good team. Bro, that is a pretty good team. That team um, would compete and would probably win would. a lot of games. For sure, um, I've, I've left Michael Jordan out of it. I'm sorry. You but have that's, left, that's just, but that's, just that's how right, I feel. mate. That's Kobe it. in front of Michael. I think people understand. Yeah, they should. Right. Lastly, what's your career highlight so far? Career highlight. Man, there's a there's a lot. Like there's a lot. I, I almost think of it like from each level that I played at. It's like juniors winning we won the state championship my under eighteen season. And our rival team, Williton, had won the last eight years straight and we got him in under eighteen. So that was huge. That was yep. a massive moment. Making my first state team in under twenties, that was huge. That was kind of a moment where I was like, you know what, I can be a pro. But then also going to the AIS was huge. Signing with the Hawks is massive. First Australian team might have to be it. Yeah, um, for sure. That might have to be it. But I've I've got endless highlights. You know, I'm I I love I've loved my career so far and had an awesome time at each space I've been in. So yeah, yeah, I could I could rattle off mate, my favorite highlights for days. Yeah, mate, your whole career is a highlight. It is. It honestly <laughs> is. So yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> for sure. Thing. Let's do that. Let's do that, mate. Thanks for joining <laughs> us today. Appreciate it. Yeah. Anytime. Good luck for the rest of the season or for the upcoming season, and I'll, I'll hopefully see you at a few games. Yeah, sounds good. I'll see you in the gym, mate. I'll yeah, you shall. You shall, bro. <laughs> yeah, Cheers, mate. Have a good, good one. Thanks, Vaughn. Thank you. Hey, what up, guys? Thanks for listening to today's episode. Hey, if you want to keep in touch with everything the Amateur Athlete Podcast, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Amateur Athlete Podcast. Or if you want to connect with the show, you can DM us on Instagram or you can email me at the Amateur Athlete Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so you can keep up to date with everything amateur athlete. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time.